proof that it's above the stars because our great-grandfather and our great-grandmother abraham and sarah could not have kids okay hashem said abraham was the best astrologer that ever lived he knew he could read the star map like you could read the map of your hometown that says put aside and when it takes you up on that that's the way to handle a problem. But if the problem is still not yet solved, and it's still in your head, and you're still upset about whatever you're upset about, whether you're challenged at work, whether you're challenged with a, a nasty boss, a nasty neighbor, a problematic child, a competitor, somebody's trying to stab you in the back, a fellow worker, somebody tries to, this, it's not they, no one, no one, no one but Shannon. But now we're going to do a different strategy. Is there a law, better than that, is there a halacha that says it is a sin for me to forget about my acute problem for a half hour a day? Anybody? Let's see, we've got Talmidei Chachomim, we have Torah scholars in the audience. Can anybody tell me where in Shulchan Aruch it says we go to Jewish law, it's a sin? to forget about my problem for a half hour a day. Nowhere. This does not appear, which means if it doesn't appear in the Code of Jewish Law, right, Counselor? It means it's allowable. I'm allowed to forget about my problem for half hour a day. Okay? Good. So how do we do? This one thing. Now, now, we're going to do what any industrial psychologist will tell you. Take a break. <coughs> Don't let the wheels of your brain, just like the wheels of the engine, work around the clock, even every mechanic or a factory maintenance manager he knows has to do maintenance on the machine. We're in a print shop, okay, he's gonna work on these three machines, the fourth machine's gonna be in maintenance. Something's in maintenance all the time. Somebody's in maintenance all the time. Same, you go for Elal. Elal has a jumbo and a hanger. That particular jumbo is a maintenance schedule. Now this plane's coming in the hanger, and this plane's coming in the hanger, you don't fly 24 hours a day, six days a week with the same aircraft. You don't do it. They have a maintenance schedule. Same thing with Egan. The buses have a maintenance schedule. Not all the buses are on the road all day long. Not all the drivers are on the road all day long. Every day, it's a maintenance schedule. Now we're going to do a maintenance schedule with our Nishamas. Maintenance schedule now, okay, for the next half hour, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to have any stress and no anxiety. Why would I do that? Person tells me today, person, a rabbi, think the rabbi tells me today, and the rabbi told me the problem. And I asked the rabbi, I said, Honorable Rabbi, do you talk to Hashem every day? He says, five to ten minutes a day. I said, five to ten minutes a day? It's not enough. No wonder you got the problem, because you're not close to Hashem. So I said, imagine. Hashem is going to send you an angel. You say, what do we, what do we have to talk about? What do we have to talk about Hashem more than five, ten minutes a day? Okay, first of all, I'm going to do what we have a chance, but very much profusely to speak to Hashem about every day. Why do we have troubles in the first place? We said to bring us close to Hashem. But if we open up our Gemara Tractate Shabbat, page 55b, it says, People don't like to hear this. There are no tribulations without prior transgression. Why? Because the prior transgression create what's called deeming, 
severe judgments that filter down to this world as our tribulations. When do they filter down to this world? When they have not yet been atoned for. When there's something a person did wrong, but the person not yet made shuba. So that's an outstanding debt. So Shem has a certain amount of patience with each person which he's dead. Okay, this person, we all get patience till Yom Kippur. All right, suppose Yom Kippur goes by, okay, it's forgiven collectively, but the person goes back to doing the same thing. Now, it's already the second offense, third offense. We know there's no such thing as a repeated offense like the first offense. Now we get the deeming, the severe judgments manifest themselves in all types of problems, each person's own problem. Okay, so we do tshuva. So I told the rabbi, just to do self-assessment and tshuva, and don't tell me it's breast or shtick, like a lot of people say. This is the Yetzirah. Rav Sholem told me last night that the Yetzirah, one of the most brilliant things that the evil inclination has done in this generation, is taking self-assessment that the Rambam teaches, daily self-assessment, that duties of the heart, Rabbeinu Vachya and Shar Bukhina and Chobot teaches an hour-a-day self-assessment, okay, that the Ramchal teaches that hour-a-day, and the Silas Yishar, self-assessment, that Rabbeinu Yona teaches that you always do tshuva, self-assessment, Shari tshuva, and taking all the lessons of the Rishonim, okay, the Ramchal wasn't a Rishonim, but Rabbeinu Bachai was a Rishon, Rabbeinu Yom was a Rishon, Rambam was a Rishon. And now the ancient says, this is Bresla Rishtik. Do it self-assessment to Hashem. Oh, Bresla Rishtik, we're not going to do it. So now people decided, no, Shuba is a positive mitzvah in the right, and from the Dereisa. Mitzvah Sats in the Dereisa. Everybody's got to do Shuba every day. We know we take shower every day, and that cleans our Neshama. Because what does it do tonight, oh Hashem, Tonight we're getting the orchestra ready tomorrow in Kucha Hesed, tomorrow morning, Asaf, tomorrow, what a hollow is going to be. All right? Tonight, happy good Rosh Chodesh. It's now Rosh Chodesh Kislev. What are you going to remember? An elbow comes around. What are you going to do on Rosh Chodesh Kislev? So suppose you messed up. Suppose you listened to some Lashonara. Oh, you said your eyes said several. Suppose you didn't exactly tell the truth in business. Suppose that suppose. Suppose you didn't speak to your wife correctly. You know how many derisis when you don't speak to your wife properly? go a whole list of derisive mitzvahs. Okay. <laughs> Come on. You can't speak to her the way you want. You owe her. She's a fellow, she's a fellow human being. So you you love your neighbors yourself. You can't do that. First of all, she's a human being. And she's a Shem's daughter. She's a Shem's daughter. Hey guys, who's your father-in-law? You're going to mess around with a father-in-law like that? Come on. Uh, no way. No way. You don't want to. Now you understand why you stir judgments. Okay, so we see, say, told the rabbi, here, Rabbeinu Bachya, and duties to the heart, call it to the vote, says a person's got to do an hour of self-assessment every day. Uh, everybody, there's not a single, in Panovich, they learn Chodos Lavos and Shah Musar. Okay? And Beit Mapis and all the best literature she shivers, they learn it. What happened? What happened to the hour of self-assessment of the day? All the signs could do two hours. What happened to it? The HR says, nah, 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 rest of the shit. He put it. Come on. It's the HR. Okay, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about time out from troubles. But if a person does, 
the chuva every day is not going to have troubles. You can see everything turn around for a while. But they're going to still troubles. All right, so let's put chuva aside for a moment. Now, we're going to go from the chuva mode to the gratitude mode. So I said to Rabbi something else. Okay, here you've got, you got a Rishon, the Rambam, several Rishonim, and Rabbeinu Yonah, and a Chobos of Bola, saying you've got to do self-assessment every day. Can you assess what you did in 24 hours, the debriefing, in, in five minutes? Sometimes you said a debriefing in the army, that it comes into a debriefing of an event, firefight, an encounter, took three minutes. Sometimes debriefing takes eight hours. Debriefing, handle what the thing and the, why I messed up and I, I didn't pray enough for Shem. And to assess yourself. How was your chakras? How was your mental? How was your fiery? How's the way you talk to your wife? What do you do at work? Did you do fair negotiating? Did you not do fair negotiation? Were you so hot on making the sale that you stretched the truth a little bit? Shem doesn't want that. Okay, person can assess himself. Otherwise, Otherwise, if you don't, if we don't judge ourselves down here, then they judge us up there. There's no double jeopardy. That's the great gift. We judge ourselves down here. No judgment upstairs. Perfect. Home free. Thank you, Shem. All right, but let's leave that. That's a separate lesson for itself. Now, what does it mean? Take time for troubles. Okay, the troubles there. Take us time to get rid of it. But now. We're going to give ourselves maintenance mode. Maintenance mode for the soul. Maybe maintenance mode for the soul. The soul feels good. And now, the second thing I told this rabbi today, said, you do five to ten minutes a day talking to Hashem. Okay, fine. Suppose Hashem sends an emissary, an angel, to your house and says, I don't know, rabbi, you've got 24 hours. Everything you and your wife, your Robertson, don't thank me for it means you take for granted you lose. Bye-bye. And he disappears, leaves. Uh-oh. You get 24 hours to say thank you for everything you have in life. And if you don't, you lose. Hey, you're going to say thank you for your wife. You're going to say thank you for your children. You're going to get a quick biology and physiology book to learn all the parts of your anatomy. Thank you, Hashem, for my eyes. Thank you, Hashem. Oh, but I don't say thank you, Hashem, for my pancreas. You don't have a pancreas. You know what happens if you don't have a pancreas tomorrow? You're in big trouble, my brother. You know what happens then? Kid, thank you, Hashem, for everything. Boom, 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 boom. I think 24 hours would not be sufficient to thank Hashem for everything you have in life. And so I start thinking and I go through. Thank you, Hashem, for the chair. Thank you, Hashem, for the microphone. Thank you, Hashem, for the standing microphone. Thank you, Shem, for the table around. Thank you, Shem, for the table. Thank you, Shem, for the tablecloth. Thank you, Shem, for the notebook of my notes. Thank you, Shem, for the A4 paper that I could print out my uh, schedule. Otherwise, I'd be mixing up my lessons, my lectures, and be talking about Parsha Keshavor, and you'd be part of that Munan, all over the place. Thank you, Shem, for the homish. Thank you, Shem. Well, thank you, Shem, for the for Yankula that's recording this lesson because there's something I forget need to know while we're recording. Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for your ear. Without him, there's no broadcast. Thank you, Hashem, for the cameraman. Thank you, Hashem, for us. One by one. Wait a second. Just thanking Hashem for everything that goes in to this lesson, this broadcast, I'm going to take an hour. Okay, well, I haven't started. My wife, my children, my grandchildren 
How about the fact that Shem brought me to Eretz Yisrael? Huh? Mm. How about my home in Eretz Yisrael? Mm. I don't know, some rich guy may own an island in Hawaii. I've got my own little home in Eretz Yisrael, sweetest place on earth. Thank you, Hashem, for my teacher. It took me nine years. I never, by all kinds of teachers, I tasted every flavor of Hasidim, every flavor of Sparnim, every flavor of Duyat, every flavor of Kippur, every flavor of Judaism. We got more flavors of Judaism in the Baskin Robbins and the ice cream and Ben and Jerry's. Okay? And I said, Shem, I, I need the real, real thing. Thank you, Shem, for my teacher. Without my teacher of Shalom? Okay. So I passed tests in religious law. Doesn't mean you believe. Okay, so I learned doesn't mean you believe. Thank you, Hashem, for Shalom. Thank you, Shalom, for my Muna. Thank you, Hashem, for Shalom, for my Shalom Bai. Thank you, Hashem, for my happiness in life. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Shalom, for teaching me to talk to Hashem. Thank you for everything. People think I'm exaggerating. They think this is that. They are putting on this act of humility when he says everything is, everything is from my God. It's true. Sure, I don't have to. My brains didn't get me anywhere. As soon as I plugged in to a real spiritual guy and see where I could go, if I mean, it was Shabbat Shabbat. Took me nine years to pray for it. I was an ordained rabbi already. I knew I didn't know I served Shem. Okay, I passed exams. Good. Okay, you could pass the same exams if you learned the same stuff I did. Thank you, Shem. It's the greatest gift. Because we come here to learn the Buddha. So somebody teaches you the Buddha. It's the greatest gift on earth. All right. So what does Rav Shalom teach? And everything I hear, or I can't take credit for anything, because it's all Rav Shalom. Rav Shalom is any maintenance on the soul. You make a time out of your troubles. So what do you do in a time out of troubles? And we just explained, we've got Talmudai Chachonim here, that it is not a transgression. So I'm going to forget about my troubles for a half hour. Okay? We can forget about our health issues for a half hour. We can forget about our debts for a half hour. We could. All right. So now, have you ever seen a woman who looks in the mirror and discovers a clogged pore in her nose? Iran is about to send nuclear weapons to USA. North Korea is about to push the button. It's World War III. The world stops. She has a blackhead. Uh-oh. The world stops. Okay, uh, excuse me. Yes, young lady, you have one clogged pore. Uh, somebody do a quick Google, how many pores in the human body? I don't know. But there's quadrillions of them. Okay. <laughs> she got one clock pour. The world stops. Okay, this is only the Sahara. Okay, I promise you, it's, not a, it's really, it sounds like a curse, but it's a blessing. Anybody who does not have a migraine headache, who does not appreciate the fact that they don't have a migraine headache. In Shemayim, they're saying, uh, maybe they should have a migraine headache. Maybe a person gets a migraine headache because he never thanked Hashem for all the times we didn't have a headache. Thank you, Hashem, they don't have a headache. And even if they do have a headache, thank you, Hashem, they got this tiny little sinus headache, it's not a migraine. I can still function, I can smile, I can speak. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Shem, for every little thing, every little thing, and put the problem aside. When you thank Hashem for 30 minutes, you take a 30-minute timeout for thanking Hashem, now go back to the problem. Hey, what problem? You put it in proportion. 
Now the whole thing, the problem no longer rules you. You now rule the problem. Okay, so now I'm going to do, I just finished thanking Hashem, took a 30-minute time out for the problem. I forgot about my shalom life. I forgot about my job. I forgot about my boss. I forgot about this plug-in whatever. I forgot about the bank. forgot about the bank manager. forgot about the other. forgot about them. And I thank Hashem for everything. Ah. Okay, so now I'm in a happy mode, I'm in a grateful mode, because I realized I had all these gifts in life that up till now I took for granted. I would not be aware of them if I didn't take a time out for trouble, because what the Yetzirah, the reason called evil inclination, because he takes the evil and the painful and puts it in front of you always, he doesn't give you respite from this. And you know, it's even said, well, this is the knowledge that the whole world knows, that a person has to have downtime. A person has to have maintenance time. Even if a person who doesn't believe in shit, even soldiers are serving desk jobs get R&R. The combat guys, much more. Two weeks of R&R and &R, completely laid back. Because guys come out, you know, six months serving in Afghanistan, where they don't know where the Tommy Bond's going to jump out of them, you get weird. You get weird. You go, we had... Uh, uh, two months ago, the head chaplain of the U.S. forces in Afghanistan, Rabbi Yoni, Lieutenant Colonel Rabbi Yoni, he was here. And they said they suffer more from suicides than they suffer from the Taliban. The U.S. Army has more casualties, more fatalities from suicide than you from the Taliban. There you go. Put that in. My landlord killed himself. Yeah? Okay, there you go. He's a captain. There you go. There you go. The Jacob says his landlord was a captain, put an end to his life. Even more than that, we got a dead Lieutenant Colonel Yoni Zagdansky said right here, and it's on paper, we can go and see it. He said that he himself, we're talking about the head chaplain of U.S. forces in Afghanistan, he himself wanted to call it in. He says, How could I do? How, how could I help my soldiers? I myself was so depressed out of my skull. That until he got the garden books. He got the garden when he got the garden attitude. And completely turned around. And he saw what it does, not only for Jewish soldiers, but we just now sent a Muna outreach, just sent a chunk of the Muna CDs to all soldiers in Afghanistan. We took the special ones are for all humanity. Okay. And just say, Rashom and I were just now in Houston. Houston, I told you about the letter from the, the inmate. Okay, the mother's got a third letter from him. Okay, listen to this. He's doing now every, every Arab Shabbat. Every day he does two hours of Ipodu. Every Arab Shabbat he does one hour because get ready for Shabbat. It's in the pen. And Motzei Shabbat, every single Motzei Shabbat is Malava Malka six hours. And this is a inmate up for life who wanted to commit suicide. His mother came to our Emory Gallery in Houston, and she said, I'm Mrs. Cooper. And she and his sister-in-law, she tears streaming down her face, big smile, and she threw herself, and I was sitting next to Rosh Shalom, okay, she threw herself at Rosh Shalom's feet, and she says, you saved my son. You gave me my son back. No mother, you saved my son. All this stuff. This is now the time out for trouble. You're going to save your own life. 
You have to eat yourself up with the problems. Because now when you thank Hashem, take the whole list and thank Hashem, and just imagine it's a ploy. Imagine the angel's coming and he's going to take away what you don't say thank you. I gotta say thank you for my furniture. I gotta say thank you for my apartment. I gotta say thank you for my gym clothes. I gotta say thank you. Everything that I value in life. My car. Wait a second. How about start with the human beings? How about my kids? How about my wife? Heaven forbid, heaven forbid life a minute without them? How about my rough? Uh-uh. Uh, just this morning, I, I, I couldn't get, I was so overwhelmed, overwhelmed with, with love and gratitude for my teacher. And for a whole hour, just prayed for Shalom himself. That's it. One thing. Boom. And, and what about that? I didn't do tshuva yet. I didn't do, <laughs> I didn't do my own gratitude yet. And the one thing, one thing. But this is, this is the key to everything. The Gomorrah Tractate Nida says that a person's mother and father bring him to this world, person's rabbi brings him to this world and the next world. And, you know, everything I know, everything, everything. Okay. So I don't want to live a day without uh, my loved ones, without my love. We're going to live a day with that. We're going to be with that. I don't know. Wait. Stop and think. Stop and think about the things that are dear to us, the things that are important to us. And thank you, Shem, for them. Ah, you know what happens? There's a spiritual dynamic, beloved brother and beloved sister. We take that half hour a day time out for our troubles to say thank you for all the blessings. Hashem says, you're thanking me for the blessings. Now I'm going to turn your whole life into blessings. This is what you're going to do every single day. You wait and see how your trouble disappears. Why? Because you elevated yourself to a moral level. A woman took this advice. She had a terrible neighbor. All of a sudden, the neighbor decides to sell the house, and he sold it to a young couple with the same last name as their last name. You know, the Silverstein family sold the apartment to the Silverstein family. So maybe it's your mind that said, oh, this is a decree. The Silverstein family's got to live here. Okay, it doesn't mean the same Silverstein family. I shouldn't get a funny one on them. Okay? The evil collation says, I fed next to Mrs. Cohen, the Silverstein family, and they up to her. Okay, Chef says this is what you said, Silverstein family? All right. And this is happened. This happened in my neighborhood. A woman, she was about to be hospitalized with a nervous breakdown from this neighbor. This neighbor would borrow stuff and never return it. This neighbor would yell at her kids. This neighbor did everything that a neighbor should not do. And the woman's going crazy. Oh, go crazy. Get into life. All of a sudden, Hashem put in their head the desire they should sell their apartment. And it came a new family, nicest family in the world. All right? She didn't ask for it. She told her to say thank you for the good thing. Don't take anything for granted. This works. This works. Okay? Like everything, I reemphasize. Don't think this is late. This is, not, this is a lesson that Rav Shalom gave on this test trip. He gave this lesson on a Shabbat afternoon to women. Okay, we're bringing just sort of the light right here. Kind of learn. It's something, it's survival. It's happiness for all of us. For all of us. Take a half hour a day time out for your troubles. First of all, no troubles on Shabbat. Shabbat is a 24 hour time out for trouble. Because they have to on Shabbat. But even in a way that mini Shabbat, so it's important to talk to Shabbat <laughs> and within that, 
hour, take a half hour, time out. And you see, taking time out from your troubles, pretty soon you're going to be close to Shem, and you're not going to have troubles to ask a time out for. You take the whole time just to say, thank you, Shem, I'm learning Torah, getting close to Shem, having a big smile on your face until Hashem says, you're going to get your own personal Mashiach, till all of us get our collective Mashiach and our rebuilt Holy Temple, speed and days, Amen. Amen.